stop focusing on writing and create a great marketing plan. Because if you do that, you will know what's going to have to be in the book. So it's, it's the other way around. Start with the marketing and keep the end in mind. What is it it's going to sell this book? And then don't worry too much about the writing part. If you find it troublesome, find someone to help you do the writing part. It's, it's the strategy that's important. It's a 30-minute hour Where you grow into your power Welcome to the 30-minute hour. It's the personal development podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire and all around good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Monday. All right. Just like this, Monday, 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 Monday. It just, it just moves so fast, man. The week just, isn't it crazy? It's crazy. You know what it is. That that means we're getting older, Ted, when the, when the time goes fast like that. Oh, that's not it, is it? Yeah, I think. It needs to slow down before you know we'll be 80 years old. <laughs> doing this podcast, falling asleep right. on this podcast. <laughs> That's what happens when you keep waking up. You, you oh, get man. older. You get older. Well, I've been 28 for the past few years. So that's it. That's uh, it. 28. <laughs> that's right. All right. Yeah. Monday. So Ted, you were at uh, Norfolk State's homecoming this past weekend. What a grand time we had at Norfolk State University homecoming. But I'm tired. I'm tired. Eric. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> You can't do it like you used to. Just nonstop. Go, 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 go. Go to the game. Go to the park. Do this. Do that. No, you got to squeeze in a nap. You got. Yeah, I'm thinking that we need to make the the Monday following your homecoming needs to be just a, a holiday. That's it. We, we need to take the time to recuperate. That's it. But it was but, great. It was great to see, you know, old friends and. You know, looking at the, the school and how, you know, how they put all these new buildings and all that stuff, man. So it was, it was really good. Really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of homecomings, this coming weekend is Hampton University's homecoming. Um, and I will actually be there doing a book signing on Friday, October 21st. Nice. nice. At four o'clock. So I'll be signing copies of my book, The Discipline of Now. 12 practical principles to overcome procrastination. So, so meet me at Hampton in front of the student center on Friday, October 21st at 4 PM. Right. This is not your everyday podcast. Ted. No, no, no. Did you tell Malene? I didn't. I didn't. We, we, we didn't talk about that, that, that okay. Malene, this is a little different. We, we do things a little different here yeah, 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 yeah. on the 30 minute hour. Unorthodox, a little different. That's right. <laughs> But uh, you can watch us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on YouTube live and in real time by going to the search bar, typing in the 30-minute hour, uh, and you'll see us live. You can also go back and listen to these episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any of those other places that you like to consume, uh, con uh, consume podcasting content. So today we're going to talk. Right. Not just any old content, podcasting right. content. Right. There's <laughs> a lot of content you can consume, but okay. if you're looking for some podcasting content, make sure you check out the 30-minute hour Absolutely. Um, in those places. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the secret to growing your impact uh, and your income. And I've got a guest who's coming all the way from Denmark. <laughs> yeah, it is a long way. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. How was the traffic getting here? <laughs> Internet speed traffic. <laughs> Internet speed. Internet speed. Good answer. What time is it in Denmark? It's midnight. Oh, we're good. It's early. We can't wait all night. You're not tired or anything, are you? Gotta, gotta hustle. She's going to mess around and hang up on us. <laughs> That's right. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of here. 12:45. I can't take it anymore. I'm done. All right. 
So no, but hailing from Denmark, we're definitely honored to have her with us. She helps entrepreneurs with a teaching or speaking business to grow their impact, income, and loyal customer base. For the past five years, she's been a book coach, author, book editor, ghostwriter, podcaster, blogger, and public speaker. <laughs> he is somebody. I'm telling you. That's I'm why we you. work midnights. <laughs> Who needs sleep? Who needs sleep? Who needs sleep? Sleep is overrated. Please join me in welcoming to the 30 Minute Hour podcast, Malene Benson. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having for hanging having me here. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's truly an honor. Um, I was just looking, doing, doing my research, and I, I came across this information that that you actually started helping entrepreneurs grow their income and impact at age eight. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a funny story because I, I'm a book coach now, and I've been for the past five years. And a few years into that journey, I actually realized, oh, my goodness, I've done this before. <laughs> and I remembered how 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 I as a a girl I think it was eight I uh, created a library in my room and I invited all of the kids in the neighborhood to come and read my books and I had little uh, pieces of paper that they could write their own stories <laughs> and oh, wow. I I'm kind of the kind of the person who who I'm always hunting for something new. So it probably lasted a, a week, <laughs> but I did have that thinking already back then. Obviously, I took a completely different road afterwards, uh, but I did remember that uh, that that when I uh, was in a situation that kind of reminded me, I actually had a library once, <laughs> and I was a very um, a common guest of all, frequent guest. At our local library as well, I was reading a ton of books always. So, yeah, so my book journey, at least, started back then. You know, that, that's interesting because I, I can relate to that. Like, I, I can remember a time, I mean, I wasn't eight, but I, I, I was younger. I mean, like, I literally, I could go to, like, one of those bookstores and just start reading books. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. think that that thing that you could just do, that, that, that could be an indication of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, since I, I've really taken a, 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 this, the only red thread there is in my career is really, I've always started something with moving minds or thinking from A to B or even C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's kind of the only uh, red thread there is. It's always been a little bit on uh, coincidence somehow, uh, but also, you could say opportunistic. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So like if, if you could go back knowing what you know now and talk to your eight-year-old self, I mean, what advice would you give to your younger self? I think I would tell myself to create my own, own, own journey to hmm. figure out what was important to me and create my own journey. I also think that the world has changed since then. Even though I look 29, I'm not. <laughs> so, so we didn't have any uh, digital or information businesses back then. So there's a lot of other opportunities now that was not even in, ended yet, right? But, mm. but, um, but there was this um, ex expectation, not in particularly from my parents or anything, but in general in society, that you pick something and then you study that and you become good at that. And that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I wish I had known that there are, uh, that it's okay to be a little bit like a bumblebee, that you, you do something that uh, you are really not supposed to be able to do. And it's not a straight path. <laughs> I wish somebody told me it's not going to be a straight path. And that's okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. You mentioned something that's interesting. You mentioned the bumblebee. With the bumblebee not knowing what it is, talk talk more about that. <laughs> well, bumblebees they they don't know they cannot fly, and they do it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're too they're really technically they're too heavy for flying. 
but they do it anyway and nobody really knows why <laughs> yeah then, i just think we all need to be more like the bumblebee sometimes right just, yeah because you like aerodynamically the bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly but nobody told yeah. the bumblebee that yeah nobody told them <laughs> yeah we, we should never tell our kids either <laughs> yeah. that they cannot fly yeah yeah so, so yeah. let's talk let's talk about your journey i mean so from this moment in the library and all of that, how do you go from there to what you're doing now? What, what, what happened that got you to this point where you are now? Well, I, I really, I started in, in accounting. I, I don't know how that happened, but it was something about being eager, eager to move away, away from home and start my own life. <laughs> and it was a good salary in that business. So I think that was my criteria number one, and I was good with numbers. I've never regretted that I have solid uh, economic uh, skills and experience. And I was in a smaller office where I could actually work with entrepreneurs because they, they came for accounting, but they have no idea how to market their business or do business. They were good at something else that was their business was about. So I think that's what started my interest for entrepreneurship. Then came the 90s. And IT was something everyone had to um, to learn. So I became a teacher at the local, um, yeah, what is that called? Um, yeah, semi-public uh, teaching institution, teaching adults how to use a computer. Uh, and I, I kind of learned it the day before myself, I taught it because no, and I was more skilled than them. And that was about, about as good as, as a teacher that, as they could get because nobody knew. So it was a fun time to teach that. And I remember especially teaching not to hit enter at the end of each line, because that's what the ladies from the typewriters were used to. So that's kind of the level I was teaching. And then I was um, adding more classes. I taught economics, I taught communication, uh, management, different, different things. And at some point, I felt like I had taken a, quite a, a lot of different educations, I think six, but not at, a, or not at the highest level. So I decided to go back, uh, not go back to school. I did it besides my job, um, studying in the evening, uh, and I started to study innovation. And so from there, I kind of jumped into being head of innovation in an insurance company, which is also a, a mature industry. So it was education, insurance, accounting. And later on, I shifted to book publishing, which is also a mature industry. <laughs> so you could say that's kind of the red thread that I'm looking for. How do you, there's a teacher's mindset in innovation as well. You need to understand not only generate great ideas, but understand why they're not implemented. Because that's mm. a problem that the great ideas are not implemented in these mature industries. They have to protect their previous income streams and not, and that's difficult doing uh, uh, while they are also building new income streams. So uh, my, I have an eye for understanding how difficult it can be for an industry to change. So I think that's one of, uh, one of the main common factors that has been throughout my career. Getting into book publishing actually happened because I I was divorced. I quit my job as I was at that moment director in a, the insurance company, and I quit the job. And I just I was just like every time they promoted me, I became more unhappy. Uh, so I loved it when it was innovation. The higher up you get in the organization, the less innovative it is. Interesting. <laughs> more administrative work and and. Management is just different. It becomes more management than leadership, really. Uh, so I was, I was uh, so unhappy in that I felt I had to leave myself at home, leave my personality at home and just go get it done. And then I was successful doing that, but my soul was dying. <laughs> so I quit that. And then I jumped on an airplane to go on an adventure in Peru. <laughs> and when I got to Lima in Peru, I met a guy who introduced me to a small startup who were digitalizing print books, already published print books into ebooks. 
And uh, within a short while, I helped him raise funds and I became the CEO of this small company in Lima, Peru. So I stayed there for two years and learned self-publishing from within. We were building a self-publishing platform. So that's kind of a, yeah, fun story was that the, the Danish company who were the investors in that small company, uh, they were my neighbors in Copenhagen. <laughs> Never met them before. <laughs> hmm. Had to go to the other side of the world to meet them. Yeah. You, you said something that stood out to me when you're talking about your journey. You said you felt like you, you had to leave your personality at home. Yeah. To be able, I think that's a sign. If you're yeah. doing something and you have to leave your personality at home, you may not be doing the right thing. Yeah. I, I, I even put words to it without taking it seriously myself. I kept talking about my inner gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a sign there's something inside that, that there's no space for coming out. <laughs> so I'm, I live a more... Uh, a free life now. So I call myself a part-time digital nomad because I work only online and I can work from anywhere. So I travel a lot and I get to see a lot of the world this way. Yeah. Okay. So, so why should the entrepreneurs that are watching and listening to us now, why should they consider becoming an author? Well, New York Times did a, a, a research or study at some point. I, it's, it's, it's years ago, but 82% of all Americans felt they have a book inside them. That's quite of a lot. So if you're a person who has solid knowledge in some area, eight out of 10 people would admire you for actually doing it. So that says something about mm. the credibility that it gives. And also the history of books is that it, the book concept is not new at all. So, but it's still relevant. And, and it, it, we are uh, programmed to believe that books are important. And we are that because uh, historically it was the churches the monasteries that were, that's where they actually, they were copying books by writing what was in one book to one other book, right? <laughs> that's how it all started. And later on, it was the universities. And then we had the this very mature publishing industry that are very selective due to their business model on who they publish. So they go for mainstream markets, broader segments, broad, uh, big prints, uh, uh, bigger editions of these books. So we have learned for many, many, many years that it's difficult to be published. So that kind of is what sparks that credibility. People think it must be very difficult to write a book and it's not. So that's a pity. Uh, but especially for people with a speaking or teaching business, their knowledge is uh, very organized they are already conveying the same message in different, in different media, in blog posts, in their podcast, in their talks, in their uh, digital courses, in their in-person training, in their workshops. They are already conveying the same, same message and training people using usually a method or a process that they invented themselves. And they're super passionate about getting this to the world. And publishing a book is actually one of the best ways to do so. It gives the credibility, authority, but also can serve as a lead generator, offering a, a low-end product, not, not in quality, but in terms of price. So you have a smaller product that people can get to know the author. Uh, you can build trust. You can move them from wherever they are to the, a point where they are ready to buy your high-end services. So you can give them that knowledge, educate them and build the trust in you as a, a guide on that journey that they really already want to have, but they may not be uh, have enough information to be able to actually decide to go on that quest of whatever it is they want to achieve or avoid in their lives. Uh, whatever it is they want to learn, they can kind of get a, a head start in your book. And if you can remove a few of those uh, roadblocks for them that makes them pursue their goal, 
then they will be forever grateful <laughs> and they will seek you out on social media and want to follow and learn more from you. Yeah. Um, so you, know, you help entrepreneurs with this process. So, so if an entrepreneur comes to you and, and like people have said to me all the time and you've mentioned it even today, hey, you know what? I've always had a book inside of me. I've got a great book inside of me. I just yeah. need to get it out. Malene, yeah. I need your help. So like, how would you work with that person? I have, uh, in, in terms of uh, kind of two different uh, offers from my side. One is that I work with, with authors one-on-one. -on -one. So that's everything from a blank page. And I just have an idea and I don't know how to create a structure or I want help writing the book. So it can be one-on-one. -on -one. And I also have a membership so that people can um, follow uh, videos and their weekly Q&As and so um, what I actually help them doing is to separate decision-making from production. So one of the reasons why people, they usually call me on page 50. That's what they usually say. Oh, page 50, is that the number? <laughs> <laughs> that number. Third time on page 50, they call me. <laughs> so so it's, why page 50, though? Why do you think that is? It's because the, the number one mistake that uh, aspiring authors make is that they start writing before they're ready. So you shouldn't wait years to be ready. You should do the work to be ready, right? <laughs> but it's about planning. It's about making all of the decisions. I know this is very simplified, but if we look at uh, the right side of the brain as the creative part, the one with the overview, the one that kind of... Um, uh, defines the task for the left side of the brain that is producing sequential text, word on word on word. That's a left side of the brain task. I know it's too simplified. It's not exactly like that, but 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 it's a good image to understand where I'm going. So if if your hands, even if you're a fast typer, you cannot type as fast as you can think. So if you haven't thought it through before you start writing, then your right brain will even see the words as images and it will start creating all of these great ideas. <laughs> and you can keep changing your structure over and over and over and you're not sure how long the book is going to be. You're not sure exactly what your key message is. You kind of get lost in your own book. Uh, so making all of these decisions beforehand, we, when we created this position, it might be 15 or 20 pages long. So it's not just five bullets. <laughs> it's making all of the decisions before we even start typing. And if you want to do it fast, then you can actually also choose to speak it. And this way, it will be your voice. And especially if you work with an editor or a ghostwriter, from that point, you can hand over the audio files and they can do the work for you. <laughs> so if you're a busy entrepreneur, you don't need to do all of the work yourself. We just need to get it out of your brain and make it visible to someone else. <laughs> hmm. uh, but but still, it's a it's a it's much faster, uh, and making all of these decisions, creating the the very detailed disposition, uh, the outline in in much detail, and then speaking it. You can do that within a week. And transcribing it can be done automatically in a few hours, and then it's just editing from there. But the advantage of doing this is that you will have the complete, you have the beginning, you have the middle, and you have the end. So you have the entire book already. So you can edit from there. But at any point in time, you can decide it's done. Whereas if you start from the top and you get to page 75, you have little sense of whether it's going to be 250 pages or 450 pages. And you might end up, rewriting editing rewriting or uh, so for years <laughs> yeah well I, i've got i've got an embarrassing confession to make and it's kind of kind of lead to my next question so when i'm writing my book the discipline of now it took me six years yes common and, and story the, <laughs> right right and the, and the irony behind that is that it, it's a book about overcoming procrastination so <laughs> I, I, I could have used your help you know so, so what if I, because you help people to write a book in 30 days, right? Yeah. You, I know you kind of touched on it. What, what should people do if they want to write a great book in 30 days? They should definitely follow these steps that they make the decisions first. Then should, uh -huh. they should speak that book. 
and they should probably get help editing it. Unless they are vivid writers and they're already uh, used to writing a lot, then they can edit fast. Um, but it's not, it's not everyone who are equally good at uh, overlooking such a huge amount of text all at once. Uh, so that that's a good that's a good part to get a little bit of help. But you can definitely do it yourself, and it doesn't have to be thirty either. It could be sixty or ninety days, but it it should definitely not be years. Every hour you spend on your book is an hour you're not billing someone else. <laughs> so rather rather buy a faster process. Uh, that would be my recommendation. And also, when it takes too long, what happened to you was not just procrastination. Then life happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Patient time. Christmas is up. New launch. And I also need to do this promotion. And there was a new customer. Things will happen. If it takes months and months and months, things will happen that is further delaying it. And then you need to start all over reading again. What, what did I already write? So you are, you are actually doing a lot of extra work that way. So we want to get to that first full draft as quickly as possible and then improve from there. Yeah, what you said, one of the things I think that I eventually discovered was getting out of this habit of writing and editing at the same time, right? I, I went through this little writing class and they said, okay, think about your book, think about a chapter of your book and just write whatever comes to mind don't stop and edit it no matter how crazy it sounds just get it on paper yeah and that was like a game changer for me because that was like the introduction of my book yeah so can you talk about that this idea of just not writing and editing yeah. at the same time I, th I still think that 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 what will definitely even even if you use that method having made all of this decision first had that i have that outline that is super specific that will speed it up a lot. It it definitely will. So for yeah, some, that's a great for point. Some it, for some, it works. Uh, just uh, setting off an hour a day, and they write and they write and they write. But you cannot do it in thirty days. Uh, you will have to write a lot every day uh, to mm -hmm. do that. Uh, it's it's much easier to speak it. This latest book that I just uh, it's only in uh, pre order on my own website for now, so it's not actually published yet. Um, but I actually, for the first time, used artificial intelligence for writing some of the chapters. Hmm. That was fun. So I prompt a robot to tell, to write an article about this, and it should include this, this, and that. And it, I, I go make coffee, and it just, it writes the book for me. So I actually wrote three of the chapters in two days doing that. And of course it needed editing, but it actually came up with ideas that I hadn't had. Even though I made this, this detailed disposition, it was never in my mind to touch upon these things. So it has these robots, they have read about 10% of the entire internet and they are trained to predicting what you might want to say next. But it's mm. all original text. It's never copy-paste. They never had... A, 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 a copyright infringement case of any kind. Uh, so this really original text, but it's trained to predict from what is already in my document, why, what might I want to say next? That was fun. <laughs> mm. That was super fun. I even created the book cover using artificial intelligence, prompted 10 words, did a few tries. I did. I needed to learn also how how do I actually instruct it. Ten words, and it created the best cover image. I couldn't even have described. That's what I wanted. Uh, so I put in human and robot is creating a book, and it has to be in sap ice cream colors, and it created my book cover for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Ted. I'm getting some ideas. You know, we we need to. To, to, to write a book about the, the 30 minute hour using a robot. What, what do you think, Ted? <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a robot that can do it. Yeah. 
So, so I mean, how, how, so you, how did you get a hold of this artificial intelligence technology and program it? What's... Well, well, my personality is I was head of innovation before. So I actually, this is based all based on artificial intelligence and also blockchain technology. These are the kind of the two inventions that was part of this book project. I already learned about this 15 years ago when I was head of innovation. So it's not new, but it's kind of, it's been for the geeks in the basement. Pioneers <laughs> before, they have been, they have been developing this technology. And now it's, it's like any, any technology adoption curve is like, a, a, what is that called? A parable? Is it called that in English? Yeah, this, this normal shape. So it bell, goes oh, slow, bell, bell slow, slow in the beginning, and then it takes off. Okay. And it's right now breaking through the surface of becoming commercial solutions with a user interface that regular people like you and I can, can, can figure out how to use it. So I didn't program anything in that image. I just put normal human words in there and said, create this for me. And it did. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so hopefully some of the entrepreneurs that are watching is feeling encouraged. There's just a lot of ways because it's easy to look at something like writing a book and say, oh, I just, but there's a lot of ways to do it. Right. There are. And I hope, and I really hope that's a, that's a key takeaway from all of what I've said so far. We kind of have a draw, draw a line in the sand and say, there's the old world in which book publishing was all of this. It was difficult. It was difficult to get a publisher. It was impossible to publish a book without a publisher. Nowadays, entrepreneurs, they don't want a publisher. They don't, they think they do because it's a, isn't the brand adding to mine? Yes, but you're giving away your rights. It takes forever and you are, you are out of control of which decisions are made about the creation and the pop, the marketing of the book. So entrepreneurs should not want to have a publisher. They should want to do it themselves. And I hope these new technologies can kind of, make clear we're in a new world now <laughs> yeah awesome so what, what are some of the common book marketing mistakes that you see from authors that you work with there's really one that is i could say number one is lack of book marketing number two lack of book marketing and number three lack of book marketing <laughs> <laughs> the mistake people make is either they create a, the wrong book and the wrong book can be a good book. It's just not the one that will grow their business. <clears throat> so they're passionate about something, but they don't have a connection to what they're actually selling in their business. <clears throat> so there needs to be, they need to apply some funnel thinking. Then what are they supposed to do after they buy this book? The other one is to make it too broad. This book is for them, this audience and this audience and this audience. The more specific and niche focused it is, the higher the chance that it's going to rank higher and that it's going to speak directly to your target audience. So attracting a lot of readers is only helpful if it's your target audience for your business. So that's the second mistake. And the third one I have to repeat, not marketing, doing any marketing because people are... They are tired and exhausted after writing and they are very focused on the actual publication and the launch, which is two or three days. It's the least important part. You should start promoting your book months before. That's why I'm telling you that my book is for pre-order on my website and I haven't published it yet. And it's not because I didn't get around to it. It's because I want a long pre-sale period. Because that's where the book is the most interesting to for PR opportunities, for podcasters, for yeah, well, even to um, mature the idea among your own audience that they should be part of this book launch. Yeah, so awesome. Those are some of the most common mistakes. No, that's great. I think there's some people that need to um, to reach out to you. You know, if they're thinking of writing a book or they've just started writing a book. Uh, because it does, it there is a, a a method to the madness, right? I mean, you, you, it helps yes. to have a certain structure and a a plan um, yeah. that just increases the chance of your book being successful. So, speaking of 
book. You have a, a new book coming out, right? It's going to yes. come out in November. It's called uh, Next Gen. So I'm sorry, Next Gen Author is the name of the book. Yes. So what can people expect uh, when they read it? Well, the thing is that we are used to that the internet is a certain way. I need to go, I need to back up just a little bit. I'm not going to make it too long, but internet, the web one was back in the days when the internet was invented and it became available to us to have a company website and people could read that or we could read a blog, but we could not as individuals be contributors to the internet. So that's web two, that's social media where we are we all post things we create articles we create images we are the product we are creating all of the content that uh, makes it possible for facebook to do advertising that's because we are the product with all of our content there but we don't get a share of that profit so some pioneers have been working on blockchain technology which is really a power to the people idea that's behind it to remove some of these intermediaries and make it uh, make the creators and in this case the readers the owners of the content so it's a it's a huge it's it's a it's a big topic to discuss i'm not going to go into all of the details but what you, a key takeaway is that the internet is about to change <laughs> hmm. it's it's a brand new internet and it has very little to do with what we know now uh, so it's from reading to writing to owning the internet. This creates new opportunities for authors. So it's all about the relationship between authors and readers. When you sell your book now, Eric, you don't know who bought it unless you sold it from your own personal website. But everything sold in a bookstore, 55% of that's the number I could find at least of all books are sold on Amazon. And they have a huge amount of data. They are, that's, the, that's the key asset they have. That's data. But you don't get any of that data so that you can work on these readers as leads for your business. Or you could uh, provide more value to the reader afterwards unless we can do something, small strategies within the book uh, to kind of help them find us and motivate them to look us up. But we really don't have a direct uh, connection. We will have that in web free. Hmm. So reading the book without going much into the detail on that, reading the book will explain what the heck is web free? <laughs> what are NFTs? What are social tokens? And there are other books about these topics as well. So I've made it short. And then I spent the majority of the part of the book is, is um, the majority of the book is about what does that mean for authorship? And I call it to reimagine what authorship is actually about. And then I actually outline a strategy that will help you identify from the kind, I, I kind of come with three, four phrases, and you can choose which one of these four phrases is most likely to be how your target customer thinks about themselves. And from that, I, I help you decide all of this you now read in the book. What is it that you should consider as a strategy, as an author for web free? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to break it down into some strategies. This is a very new area. And every week, new services are, are, are showing up to help authors take advantage of this. So it will definitely reinvent the entire publishing industry so it's worth looking into and starting educating yourself about understanding what is it that is actually happening because this is not just happening for book publishing this will change all things marketing and business as well mm. so many 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 of bigger brands the entire fashion industry are all in on this so it's not just tech companies it's all industries that's going to be impacted about this. So we can choose to be first or last. <laughs> and I remember when I was looking at this uh, huge computer the first time, and I was uh, frustrated that I, I knew I have to learn how to use this computer. <laughs> and it, this will feel 
as big as a shift as that. It's going to change as much as that we got mobile cell phones. Mm. That changed everything in a, around our behavior. This is equally big, but nobody knows yet. So there's a big opportunity to come out with something that is unique now and uh, and create more like guerrilla marketing strategies and 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 do something different. So I think that's super exciting that ev- everything is possible now. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It sounds like you're you're ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, this is actually the first book on this topic. Hmm. It's not the first book on web free or on social tokens or on metaverse, but it's the first book that explains how authors can take advantage of this. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a game changer. So, so you've got the book. I mean, what else do you have coming? I'm like, what's next for you on the horizon? I think a lot of my time is going to go with this book for now because yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to mark. I have. A, I had a 35 days book writing plan, and then I have a three years marketing plan. Mm. <laughs> so, so I have. I have a lot of marketing to do around this book. Uh, I, and then I want to grow my the, my author community as well. Which is uh, it's fairly new that I turned it into a membership as well. So that's definitely some going to be something. I imagine that uh, that uh, I will probably also do more public speaking than I have been in a while, uh, because this is a brand new topic, and not too many people have spent time diving into this and. I call myself a publishing rebel and a knowledge liberator. All of this great knowledge that we people have, it has to come out and be useful to other people. So that's what I'm passionate about. Fantastic. And you also, you have a podcast too, right? Yeah, I ha- I have a podcast. It's kind of retired because mm. <laughs> I, wa- I want a little bit further down the line. I want to make a new one but about, about this same topic as the book. But right now, I don't have the capacity. So I, I've chosen to be a guest instead right for now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're doing a fantastic job as a guest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're <Sure>. very kind. <laughs> All right. So so we're at the uh, part of the show that we call Write This Down. And this is yeah. where we each go around and we share at least one highlight from today's episode that we want our entrepreneur followers to write down so they can level up. So, Malene, you're the guest of honor. What should the people write down? Well, for those who want to become an author, stop focusing on writing and create a great marketing plan. Because if you do that, you will know what's going to have to be in the book. So it's it's the other way around. Start with the marketing and keep the end in mind. What is it it's going to sell, this book? And then don't worry too much about the writing part. If you find it, troublesome find someone to help you do the writing part it's it's the strategy that's important and i also want people to write write down that the internet as we know it is about to change (laughs) Mm. so we can educate ourselves or we can wait and we will be forced into it (laughs) so i prefer i prefer to start educating myself and then it will feel less troublesome when i am forced because we will be all of us and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my third point that that start educating yourself about, uh, especially as an author, about Web3, yes, but especially actually about NFTs. So that's non-fungible tokens. There are tons of videos about it explaining into details, but that's the part of Web3 that is the most relevant and a game changer for authors. Mm. Now, a lot of stuff to write down there. Uh, the internet's about to change. Non-fundable tokens, focusing on the the marketing. Yeah. I think really you have to be more strategic with the book and less tactical. It sounds like that's what I hear you saying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that that's great. Hopefully, you uh, you the entrepreneurs watching this, you wrote that down. <laughs> All right, Ted, it's your turn. <laughs> so, so so Eric knows that I've been talking about a book forever and so yeah. i just appreciate the fact that eric didn't say this guy down here the yeah. guy in the box below he's the one that <laughs> yeah he's been doing this forever like get him get him 
No, but I mean, <laughs> you made it see, you made everything just seem so, you know, so, so straightforward because that's one of the things that I'm, it's always like, ah, oh, when am I going to be able to sit down and write? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, when can you squeeze that time in and, you know, and it sounds like, you know, you're just saying, hey, you know, you're thinking about the strategy and how you're going to market it and kind of backing, backing in and, and backing into it and just <clears throat> thinking about it like that. It does make it seem like it'll be easier to to write with that that end in mind. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, so. and it's just it's just a, also it's a lot more fun to get out there and talk about the book. It's a conversation starter. You always have an excuse to talk to people when you have a book. So it's just about getting that over that first hurdle as quickly as possible. <laughs> and not yeah. think too much about it. Get the help you need because it's it's it, and and I I like the point about the billing hours. <laughs> If you spend way too much time on that there are other stuff in your business you're not doing. Uh, so so it's a it's speeding that process up and if you need help get help. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now this is great, and so so my piece for this segment it has to do with the marketing because like I've I've discovered, like you would think, like for example, I even take it to the world of public speaking. Like you would think, the the biggest issue is being able to get on stage in front of hundreds of people, and, and then and the talk and the have a coherent message, but from a business standpoint, that's not the issue at all. It's just like with the book. It's the marketing. Yes. The big thing that trips people up, and it's with anything, you know, is the marketing. That That's where people fall short. It's the ability to get your message out there and get the next speech. And then one after that. And it's yeah. just like with the book. You have to be more strategic than tactical. You can't yeah. just think about, okay, I'm going to get this microphone and I'm going to say this. You, you really have to have a plan. You have to to know what the end is going to be, then work backwards. And I think it's the exact same thing with the book process, right? You really have to focus on being strategic. And, yes. and I think you have to be open to getting help from the beginning. Yes. I mean, I think those are huge things, whether you're talking about a book, whether you're talking about any type of business, I think if you can get strategic and if you can be open to getting help and understanding how critical the marketing is, to your success, yeah. you can really take that thing to the next level. Yes. Okay. For some reason, we are, we are, many people are under prioritizing the other. And I, I think it's, I think I'm so passionate about this topic also because it's, it's a, it's, it's really old. I wrote a book about that too. Marketing made human because, <laughs> and it's about how to remove that fear because it's really, we just need to shift our mindset. Uh, what it's really about it's fun to talk about something you're passionate about so <clears throat> if you, you and and bringing it back to the book if you write something with an edge uh, something with a an opinion that is uh, if you dare to be very different in 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 what you're saying or how you're saying it or or even the formatting uh, the looks of it can be what's different then it's fun <clears throat> to promote it so so you know it's interesting right so i know of some books that if you when you read it and i read a lot there's really not a lot of new information in the books it's, there's really not anything but th this book is selling millions of copies yes <laughs> why because the marketing they, they, they have a good strategy they've got yeah. you know they've got those details worked out and it's exactly. not so much that the book is just you know the this new information that no one's ever heard so it just shows you how critical how much of a difference the right marketing can make to anything exactly exactly yeah couldn't agree more absolutely all right and th this has been a a fantastic episode we certainly want to thank uh, Malene benson for joining us from denmark um how can the people connect with you to get more information Yeah, first, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Uh, I um, I have a website called goosebump.pop. So not .com, but .pop as in publishing. <laughs> goosebump.pop. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for the beers. It's for publishing. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks they, for clarifying that. That's Glad to clarify. Now they can remember it too. When you tell a story, you can people can remember. <laughs> so foodpump.pub. Uh, there's an opportunity actually to have a free membership inside of also called foodpump.world, but it, it's from the dot pop uh, website that you would find that. So it's on the front page. You can easily find it. There's a membership and there's a free membership. So that's a place to start also. You will get small tips and free um, events and so yeah or linkedin or twitter i'm quite active on both of those places as well and i'm just malina benson there great great well thank you for sharing everything that you shared i know you helped quite a few entrepreneurs today uh this has been a wonderful episode of the 30 minute hour podcast don't forget to go back and share the show first off the show Right. you got to share the show don't don't keep this great information to yourself don't keep it a secret but you can definitely go and listen on apple podcast or spotify or any of those other places thank you for uh, having this conversation with us and until next time thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 30 minute hour podcast we need your help to grow the show one of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus, that if you take a screenshot of that rating and review and you email it to eric at ericm pwiggs.com you get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book The Discipline of Now 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination and then lastly don't forget to share the show that's right share the show share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message again I thank you for listening and remember don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So keep growing, keep growing.